Don't you dare skip breakfast today because Tyler Sagan and the Dallas Stars are in town to take on the Boston Bruins. Going to preview that game, update the Atlantic Division Power Rankings, and also discuss Brandon Carlo's rather troubling concussion history here on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I am your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke B. Today is Tuesday, October 25th, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Boston Bruins part of your day every day, free and available wherever you get podcasts. Quick reminder that if you're on Twitter, Instagram, you can find the podcast at Locked NHL Bruins. You can find me, my dad jokes, and hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren. I am a lifelong Bruins fan. I've been covering this team for various outlets for close to 17 years now. And we are getting ready for another Bruins game tonight as they host Tyler Sagan and the Dallas Stars, a game that I will preview later on today's show. First, I wanted to quickly discuss Brandon Carlo. And the good news is he appears to be closing in on a return to game action after missing the last four with what we now know and what was suspected to be a concussion. He took a high hit from Arizona's Liam O'Brien in the first period of Boston's win over the Coyotes in their home opener back on October 15th, so just 10 days ago. What's concerning is he said he immediately experienced symptoms of a head injury and he's getting all too familiar with this process. Carlos said he took the hit and there have been times in the past where you take the hit, you kind of see stars, but as he was skating up the ice this this time around, he said he really couldn't even see the play. Once he got to the far blue line, he didn't know if one of his eyes went black, but he couldn't really assess what was going on down the ice. So we went back to the locker room, let that cool off, and that's when the doctors diagnosed him with a concussion. So that is extremely concerning. He couldn't see as he was trying to get off the ice. He did say that he has bounced back quickly after the initial symptoms. He's feeling very good. He was wearing a regular contact jersey for Monday's skate. Um, He said about the third day after he left the game, pretty much back to normal, and he's felt really good ever since. Still, extremely concerning because of his now extensive concussion history. I believe 
This is its fifth. Definitely getting up there in terms of running out of fingers to count on the number of times he's had this head injury. He said it's unfortunate. It's been something that he's experienced a couple times throughout his career. Uh, but through talking with doctors and the way that he's recovered through his concussions, it's not something to be too concerned about at this point, he said. He's feeling good in that regard. Still feels confident going out there and playing a physical game. From a hockey aspect, he still feels very good and not unsafe to play by any means. But with these kind of injuries, it's hard because you never know what could spark it up again. And he wants to be reliable, not only for his teammates, but also for his friends and family. And that's a component of life that you need to take into account when it comes to concussions. There's been increased discussion about concussions, about taking them more seriously than they have been in the past. Overall, he still feels good. However, Jim Montgomery said he's going to be cautious with Brandon. Uh, Anton Strawman is getting really close to being ready to suit up after having some visa issues to begin the season. So there will be plenty of options on the back end. Uh, you got to keep guys involved, but it's a long season. There has to be some sort of rotation, especially if you're going to carry eight defensemen. They're already seeing that problem, good problem up front where you have a lot of healthy guys. You want to get guys into the lineup. A.J. Greer, a perfect example of that. They wanted fresh legs, so they benched him for the previous game against the Wild in favor of Craig Smith and Jacob Lauko. And so you might have that kind of cautious approach as well with with Brandon Carlo. So not quite sure if he's going to play tonight against Dallas. And again, uh, incredibly concerning in terms of him temporarily losing vision after this latest concussion. And I'm glad to hear that they're going to be cautious with him and just hope that excuse the pun it doesn't come to a head even further anytime soon so we wish brandon the best in his recovery glad he's feeling better glad the bruins are being cautious with him and we'll see if he's in the lineup tonight or if they delay it until later on this week next they're going to update the atlantic division power rankings as well as preview tonight's game against the dallas stars but first a quick word about athletic greens they have a product that you need to know about. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. It's a special blend of ingredients that supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. It's recommended by professional athletes and trusted by leading health experts like Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition 
Just one scoop in a cup of water every day, that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. That's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition insurance. All right, let's take a quick look at the Atlantic Division, which, if you go by point percentage, is the best division in the NHL so far this season. Every team at 500 or above, only four points separating eighth and first. So let's get into it. Starting from the bottom and working our way up. Six games played, a 3-3 three and three record. That would be the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, they get put in eighth because of their minus two goal differential. When it comes to their advanced stats, they're also on the other side of the ledger when it comes to uh, shot attempt differential. They've allowed 266 and they have generated 258 at 5-on-5. Now, they're not the worst team in this metric in the Atlantic, and there's some signs of possible regression in some teams that are a bit higher than them in the standings. But for now, they're 3-3, a minus-2 goal differential, which is worst in the division, Still not that bad. And uh, the Canadians are putting in 8th this week. In 7th place, identical 3-3 three and three record. A minus 1 goal differential, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Now, I don't expect them to stay in 7th all season long. They got off to a pretty slow start last season and advanced to the Stanley Cup Final. All the talent in the world, obviously. They are a pretty even team when it comes to shot attempt differential. 50%, 50.1. They're not getting a ton of scoring 5-on-5. And that's what's keeping them from uh, succeeding at this point. Not too worried about the Tampa Bay Lightning. I expect they'll be a playoff team for sure. But right now, putting them down in 7th place. In sixth, we have the Toronto Maple Leafs. They lost last night in Vegas as Phil Kessel tied Keith Yandel for the Ironman record in the NHL. Of course, a former Maple Leaf. Uh, The Leafs dropped to four and three through seven games, a 571 point percentage, and they're only plus one in terms of goal differential. They, of course, loaded offensively, but they're not quite getting the defense, and the goaltending so far this season. They're a positive possession team. In in fact, they're ninth in the NHL, 53% in terms of shot attempt differential, 5-on-5. Right now, they also aren't really scoring uh, much at 5-on-5, and that's what's keeping them from... uh, 
from really succeeding so far this season. In, uh, where are we now? Fifth place, the Ottawa Senators. They actually handed the Dallas Stars their first regulation loss of the season last night. It's a team the Bruins will host here this evening. Uh, the Senators, 4-2 and two through six games, a 667-point percentage, and they're plus seven when it comes to goal differential. Advanced stat-wise, they're eighth in the NHL in terms of shot attempt differential, which is pretty impressive so far. They have a 53.36 shot attempt differential. They are also, uh, when it comes to expected goals, they're top five in the NHL. So they are off to a pretty good start despite losing uh, Cam Talbot to injury in the preseason. Anton Forsberg, their backup, is a bit banged up as well. He missed last night's game. Um, so a pretty impressive start so far for the Ottawa Senators. And they were expected to take a step forward this season, as were a couple teams that are ahead of them, uh, which we'll get to here in a moment. The Florida Panthers, I'm putting in fourth place this week. They're 4-1-1 one, one with nine points. 750 point percentage. Uh, their points total is second in the Atlantic, but point percentage wise, they're down in fourth and they only have a plus two goal differential. In terms of expected goals, they are 10th uh, in the NHL, 52.72. That's taking into account not only shot attempt differential, but also the quality of the shots in terms of shot attempt differential they are third in the nhl at 55.8 uh, so a pretty good start for the florida panthers they could regress a little bit as they have a 10.49 shooting percentage uh, but not extremely high and they could very well sustain this early season success and they should really they're the defending president's trophy winners there's a couple more surprising teams in second and third the detroit red wings 3-0-2 to begin the season they've yet to lose in regulation eight points an 800 point percentage plus eight in terms of goal differential. They were one of those teams that was expected to narrow the gap in the Atlantic Division standings. Can they su sustain this early season success? Well, they're kind of getting caved when it comes to shot attempt differential at five on five. They rank 27th in the NHL with a 44.75 shot attempt differential they've generated 196 but they've allowed 242 so not very encouraging numbers there for the red wings second place the buffalo sabers they're off to a 4-1-0 and start 800 point percentage they have a division leading 
goal differential of plus 11. Pretty impressive considering uh, three of their five games have been played on the road. They're a perfect 3-0-0 on the road after sweeping a Western Canadian road trip. Calgary, Edmonton, and Vancouver. Now the Buffalo Sabres, they also have some possession issues. They are a 24th place team when it comes to shot attempt differential, 46.33. Their expected goals differential, also not super encouraging, 46.59. It is better than the Red Wings, so they could sustain the success a bit better than uh, Detroit. But overall, it's still going to be tough for them to hang in the top four and um, challenge for a playoff spot. They're really going to need Eric Comrie and Craig Anderson to steal some games for them. Now, number one in the division, a 5-1-0 record through six games, an 8.33 point percentage, plus eight goal differential, are Boston Bruins, and the underlying numbers really do support their early season success. They're fourth in the NHL in shot attempt differential, five on five, with a 55.05% differential. In terms of expected goals, they're third in the NHL, 60% differential there. And uh, their PDO is pretty level. They are 12th in the NHL. Their shooting percentage is a tad high at 11.1%. So that could regress a bit, but their power play certainly stands to improve as well. You know, the problem last season in years past was a lack of 5-on-5 scoring. Not the case as much this season for the Boston Bruins. They're fourth in the NHL with a 11.18 shooting percentage. At 5-on-5, five five. they've been getting the goaltending from Linus Ulmark at the very least. Jeremy Swayman likely to get a start, if not tonight, then in the back-to-backs coming up later this week. Um, so if he can get off his tough start, all the better for the Bruins. So Boston, number one in the Atlantic Division at the moment. In terms of point percentage, they are... Number one in the NHL as well at 8.33. Their goal differential tied for fourth in the NHL. So a fantastic start for the Bruins. They'll have a test tonight in the Dallas Stars. I'll preview that game quickly here in a moment. But first, I want to thank you again for making Locked On Bruins your first listen today. Now make your second listen game-to-game NHL. It's every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. So the Boston Bruins, back in action tonight against the Dallas Stars a team that uh, lost last night to the Ottawa Senators. 
Still off to a very good start. 4-1-1 one, one with a plus 10 goal differential uh, so far this season. Fancy stat-wise, the Dallas Stars, let's see where they are in terms of shot attempt differential. They're 23rd uh, with a 47% differential. Again, that's looking at shot attempts for, shot attempts against, putting it into a percentage form. If you're under 50%, it means you're giving up more shot attempts than you are generating. In terms of expected goals for the Dallas Stars, uh, whoa, where are they here on the list? They're 12th. 52.65. So they're generating high-quality attempts uh, despite not getting the overall shot attempts up. Scott Wedgwood got the start for Dallas last night in Ottawa, meaning the Bruins will be in tough against Jake Ottinger, who is a perfect 4-0 on the season with a 9.59 save percentage. He's allowed only five goals on 121 shots. Also, they have some very talented offensive weapons. Joe Pavelski, Rupe Hintz, Jason Robertson, all with seven points through six games for the Stars. Pavelski leading the way with four goals. Uh, But Mason Marchment, Tyler Sagan, our old bud, Also averaging a point per game with six points apiece through six games. So they have a ton of weapons. They have a burgeoning superstar in net. The one advantage the Bruins have, of course, is that Dallas played last night. The Bruins haven't played since Saturday, so hopefully that extra bit of rest will come in handy. Not to mention Dallas having to travel across uh, the border. So it should be a super fun game. Always seems to be entertaining when the Bruins and Stars uh, get together. There's the Tyler Sagan storyline, although it's hard to believe we're going to be coming up on the 10-year anniversary of that trade. Um, So it should be a fun one tonight. And you can keep it locked to at LockedNHLBruins or at ENC McLaren for my in-game reactions on Twitter. The Bruins yesterday had their practice, but they also had a bit of a Mario party at Warrior Ice Arena on Monday afternoon. Uh, Patrice Bergeron and a bunch of Bruins dressed up as the famous Nintendo characters for the Bruins' 12th annual Halloween hospital visit. Been some virtual events the past couple of years because of COVID-19. And the Bruins were able to get to Mass General uh, for children and a couple other hospitals across the city to visit uh, some kids while dressed up in Mario gear, which was uh, very cool. A lot of cool pictures online. The Bruins did a great job covering it via social media. Bergeron said it's special to be able to interact with people again. Uh, being back to normalcy, having that feeling of how they can give back, uh, getting off Zoom, being in person. It's one of the events they really look forward to every year. 
Brad Marchand said he was dressed up as Luigi to go with Bergeron's Mario and um, Jeremy Swayman, a younger guy. It was first his first time being able to dress up. He went as Bowser and um, great experience. And the Bruins are so good at giving back to the community. And Brendan Carlo, going back to our first segment, said a lot of things in life revolve around perspective. He's got a daughter now, the kids in the hospital, going through some hard situations. And the biggest thing he'd ever want would be to see a smile on his daughter's face if she was going through something similar. And hopefully that's something they... Well, I know they were able to generate a bunch of smiles yesterday. Just looking at the pictures, it's uh, so great to see that. And uh, definitely made a bunch of Bruins fans around town uh, yesterday. Remember, Nick Foligno, one of the reasons he came to Boston was because one of his kids spent some time at the Children's Hospital. And I'm sure it was uh, meaningful for him to get in there and uh, have this special time. All right, that's it for today's episode, my friends. I hope you are all having a great week so far. Bruins in action tonight against the Dallas Stars, 7 p.m. Eastern. On tomorrow's podcast, we will recap tonight's game. I'll also open up the mailbag, so if you have any questions, hit me up on Twitter or Instagram. And uh, have a great Tuesday. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you again here tomorrow on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.